Hello, curiosity seekers and adventurous thinkers. Welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's chief curiosity seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's chief experience producer and favorite sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, curiosity. Each week, fun informal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think. Barkley and I were walking through the neighborhood, going to the gym, and all of a sudden he's just puts his hands over his ears. He's like, ow, ow, oh, ow. I said, what are you doing? Another weird thing. What's happening to your body? And he says, don't you hear that? And I said, no. Oh, it's really, really grating. And then we kept walking and it went away. And we go work out, we come back. And I didn't pay attention to the fact that we had turned up the same street because usually I like to mix it up and come up different streets on the way back. And we're walking and he says again, ow, ow, ow. I'm thinking, what is going on? Because nothing happened the whole time we were at the gym. We keep walking and we're probably four houses beyond when he had stopped saying, ow, ow, ow. And I realized, wait a minute, it was the same spot where he was saying, ow, 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 on the way there. And so we, I said, let's walk back. So we walked back about four houses back and I see the sign that says, keep dogs out of yard. But right before I saw the sign, I heard this click, just that, but I didn't hear anything else. And when I heard the click, he goes, ow, don't you hear it again? And I realized that there was some kind of dog deterrent sound that I couldn't hear that was really completely loud and annoying in his ears. And nothing, I strained to listen. We get home and I'm telling Dane, isn't that weird that Bartley can hear this and I can't? He said, absolutely not. I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, there are certain sounds that if you are not trained to hear by a certain age, you lose those. You just kind of lose the ability to ever hear those sounds again. So it would be very surprising that anyone over 35 who had not been trained would hear those sounds. But Barkley, being in his early 20s, would hear those sounds. And I thought, wow, what other kinds of sounds and smells and touches and tastes and all of what kinds of things are we not perceiving? And that leads me to the curiosity bite. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. What sense do you use the most? Well, of course, we use our eyes the most. Why, of course? Because researching this, it says that most of us use our sense of sight more than anything else. And I believe that's true. Would you have said that even before you looked at Probably, the Probably, yeah. And I asked a few people what sense they use the most, and they said sight. So I think that's common. All right. But what sense do you take for granted? Oh. Hmm. I think we take our sense of touch for granted. I think that if I was really considering what would be the most dangerous sense to not have, it would be the sense of touch. When Ginger was in kindergarten, there was a girl who had a illness. She did not have a sense of touch. And they had to lock the refrigerator. Why the refrigerator? Because without the sense of touch, you can't feel that you're full. So a lot of people with this illness would eat and eat and eat and eat, and they don't know to stop. But was that a byproduct? Was that just one of the symptoms of the illness? Or are you saying that because anyone who doesn't have a sense of touch would also not have a sense of satiation? I mean, this was just this illness. I guess. I mean, those I don't could know. be two unrelated symptoms. I of this. think I think it was related. I think that was part of it. And they had to be really careful around hot. Like if she put her hand on the stove, she wouldn't feel heat. I mean, there's a reason why we have a sense of touch and a sense of feel because it's a protection. All of this stuff is a protection. 
It's not just for touching soft things. <laughs> no, Jennifer. <laughs> I'm wondering if our inability to effectively treat pain reflects a lack of understanding about our sense of touch. Say that again. I wonder if our inability to effectively treat pain reflects a lack of understanding about our sense of touch. Because mm, I think... Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I read that somewhere that about $40 billion is spent each year on treating pain or pain meds. A hundred million Americans live in, with chronic pain. Yeah. And it's hard. But then how do you study it? I mean, you'd have to study it in lab rats. You'd have to study it in people who already have pain, which makes it very hard to do studies with control groups. I mean, you, it would be unethical. Yeah. It's funny that there's so much money going into blocking pain as opposed to fixing what's causing the pain. Think about the dogs or animals that can determine whether someone's about to have a seizure. What are they experiencing? Are they hearing? Are they smelling? Are they what? Yeah. What is it that they're using? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I should have looked that up. But yeah. I am curious whether people even do know or psychic mediums. Are they using the sense of smell or the sense of taste? When well, you... a lot of people think that there's an extra sense perception. Why or... would it have to be extra? Why couldn't they just be using one of the other senses? Why couldn't a psychic have a better sense of smell like a bloodhound? That would be very dangerous to have a better sense of smell. Which, if you, of all the senses, which, if you could fix or heighten any of your senses, which one would you choose? Well, you have to understand that I'm blind in my right eye, so I would prefer to have better sight. It is so frustrating to not see. And in the back of my mind, I feel like I'm going to lose my sight, completely lose my sight. What are you doing to prepare for that? Have you learned Braille? I really should, but it's very frustrating, especially at work when I'm trying to read the computer and I just can't see. And I'm constantly making my eyes go, my head go up and down and up and down and up and down so I can see. So I need to establish using maybe my other senses. What do you think is your best sense? <laughs> Probably my taste. <laughs> I love flavor. Okay. I have a heightened sense of desire for spices. and. So do you think that's your best sense? It it's could... the one I enjoy the most. <laughs> it could be the worst because it may be that you have fewer taste receptors and that's why you need stuff to have much more intense flavor for those taste receptors to work. I remember when we were younger, you always said that maybe I enjoyed food or had needed the spices more than you because my taste buds were shaped differently. Do you remember that? <laughs> because you have taste bugs, not <laughs> taste, taste bugs. buds. Taste is considered the weakest sense, I think. It's a function of the central nervous system. And there are about 10,000 taste receptors in the human mouth. And there's two cranial nerves that help us with taste. Have you ever done this experiment where you you pinch your nose and you eat an apple and an onion and a potato blindfolded and they taste exactly the <laughs> <No>. same. No. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, I've pinched my nose when I've not wanted to taste something like when mom and dad used to make us eat liver. <laughs> and the only and, and they would make us eat liver and they would like make like a banana cream pie or a lemon cake or something like that. And they would say, you get the dessert if you eat all your liver. I don't remember that. You don't remember you don't remember nothing. I don't. I really have a bad memory of childhood. I seriously, like even friends will say, oh, I remember sitting around at your table and your mom would do this and your mom would do that. And you're I, like, what? I, where <laughs> I was don't that? remember that. And I think part of the time I just wasn't there because all the all, everyone liked mom and they would show I up. I don't know what you mean by, hey, Siri, I remember sitting around at your table. Are Ooh. you freaking kidding me? Siri just came on. Ooh. 
That's a bunch of bullshit. That is amazing. That is amazing. Okay, so Siri just came on. I have my phone on airplane mode. I never said Siri. Well, now you just did. And Siri came on. Talk about sixth sense. Maybe the sixth sense that we're talking about is Big brother. (laughs) Big brother. Big brother. That That is... That is so wrong. I mean, here's another sense. This morning, I came in and I started singing a song. I don't know why I started singing the song, but you had had that song in your head all morning. Well, maybe we listened to it for something. No, I didn't. Well, this What was, kind of sense is that? That is called Schwester sense. <laughs> the sense that two sisters have. But I will say this. Facebook, this morning, scrolling through Facebook when I should be getting work done, and all of a sudden, this old video film of Annie Sullivan and... Helen Keller, where Annie Sullivan is showing how she had to place her thumb on the larynx and the pointer finger on the mouth. And yeah, the, the Tadoma oh, speech reading method. Oh, and then the her flip off finger on the nose. And that's how. <laughs> show me. She, show me. Show me. Yeah, I'm showing you right now. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how Helen Keller learned to make the sounds. And so I thought, wow, that's really weird that this came up on Facebook because we're doing this episode today we're doing this sense episode so that's the sense we're missing what and then that? and then i realized that i said thought well how, who shared this i went to look it was one of my memories that i had shared i didn't even <laughs> remember i mean god <laughs> what is happening this is the most brilliant post i've ever seen who did it oh it was it was me <laughs> <laughs> usually i see these memories and i'm like Oh, my God. Is that how I use Facebook in 2009? (laughs) That's how I still use it. What is something that you sensed that you wish you had never sensed? First, you got to pick the scent, whether it's smell, sight, taste, feel. Oh, taste. That could be a doozy. Oh, God. Now that's another. Hearing. Which one? Uh, Two things came up. Can I answer two things? Mm, Which is the most interesting? (laughs) <laughs> neither <laughs> okay pick the boring one and do that one first all right okay well the one about taste when you said taste it reminded me of jeff and i were out we were on a cruise actually grandma had taken us on a cruise when we were younger and we were sitting at the table eating you know all the things that they can because you can have anything you want and as much as you want heaven and jeff goes you jennifer you've got to taste this cauliflower <laughs> And I'm like, no, I, I really, I'm not, I don't, I've got plenty of food here. I don't need to. He's like, no, please, you've got to try this. I'm like, no, it's okay. It's okay. He's like, if you love me as a brother, please. I would have never fallen for you that. You need to try oh, this. Oh, hell no. So, of course, I fell for it. It was the worst tasting thing I had ever tasted. He goes, I know, but you wouldn't have believed me if I just <laughs> told <right>. you. <laughs> okay, uh, you're going to get to your second one, but I do have to interject because when I think about something that I, one of the top things that comes to mind, first, it was something that I saw, which I will share. But the when you reminded me of Jeff, <laughs> I do have to say, I found a squirt gun in the garbage. And I thought, why is the squirt gun in the garbage? I was probably like 12. And I took it out of the garbage. And I remember a perfectly good squirt gun. And I was trying to pry the back off. And I couldn't pry the back off. So I like pulled oh. with my teeth. I can tell you what urine now oh, smells no. like. Jeff and Pete. <laughs> Jeff and no. Pete in the squirt gun. That's what I was afraid you yeah. were going to say. He was probably 10 or 9. God. Doesn't that sound like him? Totally. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> God. Now, why wasn't I on that cruise? Because not favorite. You're 
she did not like you. No, I think you were <laughs> off to college or oh, something. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So what's your second one? The second one was recently I was, Sunny and I were in Seattle selling our guitars and I went to go get coffee downtown and I was walking back and there was a homeless person in front of me, walks into the little bark dust area where there are bushes, turns around. And just as I look up, He's pulling down his pants to do his business. I, I don't think I can get that sight out of my head. Ugh. All right. The sight that I cannot get out of my head is when Dane left his lunch at the end of the school year, left his lunch in his backpack, and we were getting <laughs> ready to get the backpacks ready to go back to school. And I opened up the backpack, and there was like a oh. peanut butter and jelly sandwich crawling oh. with wormy oh. maggots. Oh, God. I know what I did. I made him go out there and clean it. I was just going to throw away the backpack, but I made him go out there and clean. He's just out there gagging and gagging. He <laughs> Good never mother. let. I mean, he never, he would come home every day if he had any leftover food, take it out. Like, Perfect. It was just like, so disgusting. Well, this brings up my list. Your list? Yeah, because this totally goes along with what you're, you're asking. And that is the worst. The worst. The worst of the worst. The worst of each of the senses? Yes. Like the worst thing. Okay. Yeah, I looked online and found just different things and different polls and I picked the best ones. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So we're going to start with smell. Okay. Olfactory. Olfactory. And funny that the first one, the first worst smell is Uranus. What? Yep. The planet smells like rotten eggs. And so what? they just, yeah, they recently discovered that there's so much hydrogen sulfide that it has the worst disgusting smell. Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is so juvenile, but like. Who, I know, but you was, can't help it. But also that's a bunch of BS because who's been up there sniffing? <laughs> I'm going to go up to Uranus and sniff. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. There haven't been any astronauts that have gone up to Uranus and stuck their nose out in the atmosphere and taken a little whiff of jiff. I feel so sorry for Uranus. Is Uranus... The... No, that was Pluto. Never oh, they mind. Got de de yeah. That got deplanetized? Yeah, that's well, so sad. Well, that's what happened. And then there's another one that's... Uh, have you ever heard... It happens of... to the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you're a planet. Planet one day. And if you're not careful. If you're not careful. You can just be. Lose your status. Make down, taken down into a dwarf. Dwarf planet. But you're not a planet. It's you're, not a planet. You go a... from a planet to a dwarf. Oh. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of the fruit durian? Yeah, I have. Apparently, there was an, a major evacuation because of the smell. They thought it was a gas leakage. And they found out that somebody had thrown durian in the garbage can and the whole entire building of this college had to evacuate because the smell was so bad. And they found that it was just this fruit. You know, it makes me realize that there are so many solutions for problems that if we think, if we kind of take a step back and we think, okay, how could we assault our senses in a way to prevent different problems. So I remember when they played that horrible music trying to torture Saddam Hussein. They put on all this <laughs> classical music or music classical that, music. or some kind of music that they thought would not be appropriate for the sensibilities of someone from the Middle East or whatever. And they, and then I also. I think it was Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> okay, that was, see, you have to sing in every I episode. know, that's why I did it. All right. The other <laughs> thing is, I learned that there were a bunch of kids that were hanging out. I think this was in the UK. They were hanging out and doing badnesses under some highway overpass and they kept trying to, they were doing drugs and having sex and all the badnesses that these teenagers do. And finally, they had tried everything. Raids. Finally, they put some kind of lights up there that really 
make the pimples stand out. <laughs> and the kids stopped hanging out. It was like, it makes you really unattractive. Oh, that's and you, so funny. And you think about horrible things like gun violence. And I know that you could just, you know, we get to this point where it's like, we've got to ban guns or we've got to do licensing or we've got to have more gun control or we've got registry. And everyone has their strong opinions. But what if there was a solution that dealt with something different? Like you think about the, that mm-hmm. durian fruit and how you could prevent certain things from happening. Certain things could trigger your senses that wouldn't be so obvious as what we talk about when we're thinking about gun control. There's so many things. I know there was the the McDonald's downtown Seattle where same thing, a lot of hoodlums and yahoos were hanging Mm, out. And they put country music. (laughs) Oh, in downtown Seattle? Yeah, they put country music outside of the McDonald's. Oh, outside? Yeah, like right in the front. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm just going to go to Burger King. (laughs) 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 So with taste, bitterness is the one that humans have the hardest time with. But I think that that just depends on what culture you're from. True. I mean, in Japan, there is that unique mixture where the plums are pickled. So this it's a really, 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 really salty, but kind of also sweet plum that you have at breakfast. What's it called? I don't know. Oh. I can't remember. It's some. I, I did when it's we were in It's sweet, Japan. but it's salty. It's super, super, super salty. It's a little tiny plum the size of like mm. an olive. Mm. And you get them at all the breakfasts. That's what was so interesting about Japan. You're used to certain smells for breakfast smells. So you could walk down the street blindfolded in this country. You, if you didn't know what time it was, you could probably determine by the smells that it was breakfast time or lunchtime mm-hmm. or dinner time. But in Japan... All the hotels have those buffets, Mm -hmm. and the buffets are fish and salted this and that and all these different foods that are in no way, shape, or form the kinds of foods that we would eat here. And I remember thinking, that does not smell like breakfast. Yeah, in the Philippines, they have, it's like bacon, but it's made out of fish. So I called it fish bacon. I loved it. Mm. It's the exact same feel, crunch. It smells fishy. Yeah. Interesting. And that reminds everybody there of breakfast. If the alkaloids are higher, the pH was higher than seven, people just can't stand it. But I question that because so many people love bitter coffee. But probably it goes only to five. Do you like Starbucks coffee? The bitterness I mean, of Starbucks coffee? Not really, but I, I go there. Yeah, you go. It's called get or done. Yeah. <laughs> get or done. Although I like the lighter roasts because the lighter roasts are less bitter, but they have more caffeine. And I think oh. that the lighter roasts have more caffeine. I didn't know that. Yes, higher caffeine and not as bitter. Trick. Go, go, <laughs> Just learn something new every day on Applied Curiosity Live Radio. <laughs> the podcast for the relentlessly curious. <laughs> All right, what's the next site? What's the worst th- thing you've seen? Well, the, you said the I told the, you the, maggots. the maggots. I mean, there's other things too, but I wonder about what about a gangrened foot? Oh, I've seen stuff on the interwebs that are gross because I know that they're using maggots because they're they to treat eat. it because they eat the dead they eat the dead <laughs> tissue. I mean, you think about it. So put maggots on top of a gangrene foot. That would be the worst no, it thing. Wouldn't. Taste it. Oh, <laughs> gross! But still not as bad as a paper cut. That's the worst. You know how people say, "Oh, paper cut." That's, that's the, the worst. worst. It's like really, I. Just don't think that's How true. about a gangrene that's foot literally... with maggots eating off of it? That would be worse than a paper cut. That you're served for dinner. And you have, <laughs> and you have to eat it with your hands. Oh. Okay. No one's going to want to listen to this episode. Okay. This well, is but the worst thing, the worst thing to feel, to, to see on my list is, and this is interesting because I've seen it, mm-hmm. 
is elephantitis nostris viricosa, which is, it's very, and the skin changes color and stuff like that. I've seen that so many times working at, at, at a long-term care. I'm not that grossed out. Desensitization is a big part of our sensory, of how, how we react emotionally to our senses. And I think about the whole idea of disgust. Disgust is a very, very interesting and almost universal sense that actually affects our ability to make decisions. Hmm. Think about all of the bodily fluids. I don't want to. Do it right now. No. Do as you I can't say. Make me. <laughs> okay. But okay, what... I'm thinking, wait, hold on. Let me think of bodily fluids. Fluids. All right. What is the one bodily fluid that is never associated with disgust? Tears. How'd you come up with that so quickly? Oh, is that really that's it? Oh, I'm so good. You're smart as a whip. Yeah, tears. So tears are never associated. I mean there might be, I shouldn't say never, but tears yeah. is not associated with disgust. The problem with some of these things that we are dealing with that have elements of disgust, it makes it very difficult for us to make rational decisions. So, for example, there was a study done where people make negative moral judgments in rooms that have a bad smell. For one of the things that you'll see people who have litter boxes and they don't smell it after a while because they're just they acclimate or dogs or dog smells. Don't you hate it when you walk into a house or an apartment and the whole place smells like cat or dog and and people with dogs? Yeah. I mean, I can walk into a house and it smells like dog. does my house smell like I have a, does sometimes but not oh. al- not always but sometimes it does no. what they found was with these studies with olfactory sensations and moral judgment is that there are some societal issues that are so associated with disgust that people cannot make moral judgments so you think I mean, about, that makes sense you think about the issue of homelessness and all the garbage that people humans have when they as we all do we all create a bunch of garbage mm-hmm. and we just don't see it because it's we take care of it was locked away in our but if you don't have a home and it has to be someplace and you walk by and you're not desensitized to it it's very difficult not to feel the sense of disgust and that makes it very difficult not to avoid making moral judgments yeah if we could find a way to separate humans from what causes the sense of disgust, meaning they're garbage. Like put a chip in us that changes our senses so or we can figure, make rational yeah, decisions. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Or to take care of the garbage situation oh. <laughs> separate from the homeless situation. I guess that would be easier. It does impede our ability to make rational policy decisions when things are disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it's, re- it's It's just biological. Yeah. What's, what's... I think we should have some kind of warning before this episode because there's so many things that are gross and people might not like to hear. But too bad. Next one is sense of touch. Haptic. What is it? Haptic. Haptic. Biting into a grain of sand. I never would have thought of that, but ooh, that's a horrible feeling. I don't think so. When you bite into like sand and it's like <laughs> on your teeth. I don't think that's so gross. I could think not of- gross, horrible. It's a bad feeling. So because you're talking about sense of feel versus yeah. sense of taste. Yeah. This is feeling. Mm-hmm. When it gets into your mouth, <laughs> how it feels. <laughs> Let me do that again. <laughs> no, because I don't, that doesn't, that's not horrible to me. Well, it's not horrible. Then to you're me. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one I have is wet socks. Yeah. I do not like that feeling. Yeah, I don't either. That's a horrible feeling. I just would take off my socks and just wear my shoes. The thing about, the sense of touch is that there is a difference between the worst sense of touch 
because you're dealing with pain. So yeah. I think that it's painful being burned or being freezing. I hate being cold. You do? I hate it. You hate being cold, well, but you I hate have, being hot. I have, yeah. Oh, for sure. I have Renaud's. Do you have Renaud's? No, that's your v- that was your VRD. No, this is not the VRD, very my very rare. rare disease. No, this is an actual thing. <laughs> It's when my fingers go numb when I get too cold. Oh, you, 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 I think I knew that. Yeah, you knew that. But yeah, there's so many things that you have that it's yeah, hard to shut keep. up. <laughs> you have things too. I just have my old rickety bones. Yeah, you do have yeah. rickety bones. And with hearing, can you think of something you would just hate to hear? Well, we haven't talked about that. Uh, that no, much. we haven't. But I mean, people talk about scratching on the chalkboard. Yep. Certain voices I was just get on my nerves. I was just going to say that. I mean, we know that mom yep. did not allow anyone with a high voice to come to our house and hear speak before she had had her oatmeal in the morning. I wonder if people did a study of leaders in, at least in this mm. country, because I think different countries you get used to and you modulate to different pitches. Like when we were in China, it sounded like everyone was yelling at each other on the streets, <laughs> but they were having a conversation. And I'm sure that in certain families, there's different kinds of accepted levels of t- tonality or whatever, yeah. and certainly cross-culture. But I wonder- And if, volume. And volume, mm-hmm. of course. I wonder if in this culture, in the United States culture, if there was a study done of women in leadership, and if there was a statistically significant difference in tonality or in, I don't know, what are all, you know more about sound than I do as being in frequency, frequency, whatever. And you could use that to, if there was any kind of corollary, that would be really interesting. I bet you if you looked it up, you'd find something. Because if, and, and it could be just because we have had, we've become a culture to men in leadership positions mm-hmm. and they have deeper voices. Yeah. And so we start to associate leadership with a deeper voice. Okay, then I'll start talking How, yeah, like go, this. Go as deep as you can. Yeah. La, la, la. la. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you get in it, <laughs> you're not freaking Santa Claus. <laughs> I mean, that's, that has nothing to do with. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if you get at a frequency of over two thousand to five thousand hertzes, that's when you start really. Is it hertzes or hertz? Hertzim? Hertz? Oh, it hoits! It hoits! <laughs> then it starts to irritate the ears, like a dentist drill or like the chalkboard. What's scratching. the thing on your list? Dentist drill, chalk nails on a chalkboard. I have never heard a dentist drill in real life i've never you had haven't? A, i've never had a cavity i've never had a cavity either but, but i've had so have... much work done on my teeth i haven't i what? mean i've had i mean you know i've had my job broken oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. my this and but the they bad, had a drill with that? i've had had drill I, well i had a root canal one time oh you did i've never had a root which was really fun because they give you those drugs <laughs> i've heard which <laughs> talk about painkillers it was awesome i think it was just the laughing gas and it didn't bother me at all they say root canals are horrible i actually had a great old time well, everything's relative. I mean, you're just a ball of fun. My favorite thing to do is have a root canal. I will say this is going to be, I'm going to say it, controversial as it is, the best drug is when you have your colonoscopy. That's, I, I think I got to I gotta notice that I have to have a colonoscopy. Oh, you are going to love it. I, I the, What's that? Uh, d- Dilaudid? What is no, that? No, it's like, I don't even know. Is it the Michael Jackson thing? Are we, like, are we all? What sense do you take for granted? Um, I probably take feeling for granted. Did I already ask you that? You might have. Oh. But I'll answer it again. I think I take touch. What about you? I think I might take a sense of touch for granted as well. I think because I have a hard time hearing. I mean, a hard time seeing. And hearing comes and goes. 
So I have a little song to sing. Oh, excellent. Maybe if you know it, you can sing along with me. <laughs> After the ball was over, grandma took out her false eye, put her false teeth in some water, hung up her wig to dry, <laughs> put her peg leg in the corner, <laughs> hung her wax ear on the wall. There's nothing much left of grandma after the ball. <laughs> you didn't know that? No, I know the real song. <laughs> What's the real song? After the ball was over. Grandma. No, it's not. Now I can't remember the real words because I can't think about hanging up her wig to dry. You're singing on a podcast. I know. I'm so proud of you. And this is where we get to the sort of fact. All right. 98% of listeners on Applied Curiosity Lab Radio have weighed in suggesting that they would prefer that I never sing again <laughs> and that you always do. Courtesy of Sort Effects. Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One, you can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at applycuriositylab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity Bite. Two, in order to avoid missing curiosity-bitten conversations, subscribe to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, for all things Applied Curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the Tribe of the Curious, go to ApplyCuriosityLab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.